We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. The playoffs are in full swing, and man, they have been a lot of fun. We're going to talk about some of the latest news around the NBA playoffs, a few of the different series that we're seeing take place right now as well. Uh, before we dive into everything, though, we've been called the best kept secret around the NBA pod sphere. Pod sphere? Is that what we want to go with? Podosphere? I don't know. Maybe we got, we'll come up with a term for it, but in any event, Make sure you don't keep us the best kept secret. Let everybody know where to find us. Find us over on the YouTube channel, over on the podcast feed. Tell a friend to go find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We certainly do appreciate it. And if you're not subscribing yet, if you're listening this to this, you're watching this, and you're not a subscriber yet, please feel free. Hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications. Uh, Keith, how are you doing today? And uh, we've got another fun day of playoff basketball to look forward to. Yeah, I'm great, man. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the best time of year. It's cool to see the series get into the game twos because you see that first round of adjustments that teams make often the losing team. And then you have to see, all right, can the winning team, do they need to even change anything or mm-hmm. uh, can they keep doing what they were doing? And uh, that's been fun to see in these games. We had a couple series get evened up 1-1, which is always good because you, you know me at this time of year, I start counting down. <clears throat> excuse me i'm getting over clumped about it already um <laughs> i start counting down and we're we're getting down to the last basketball games of the year so i start wanting these series to extend so we get as many games as we can get left uh in the season so yeah it, it's it's been a blast a blast for the first what four four days of the playoffs so far mm-hmm. yeah well let's start i guess with the well the controversy uh draymond green suspended for game three now it hasn't change the odds here much in terms of i mean the warriors are a six point favorite at home without draymond uh, against the sacramento kings currently as we're recording this so clearly vegas still believes that the warriors are going to win game three regardless of draymond not playing but nonetheless draymond green out now for the warriors and i guess let's just let's start here by now you saw what happened if you're watching this show you care about the nba enough to where you've seen what happened Keith, the stomp heard around the world, in your mind, is the suspension justified? Yes. I I tend to agree almost with the way the NBA worded it as far as, hey, there's a history here with, with, with Draymond Green. And, and I think it's also you factor in what he did, then the way he acted on the court for the 
you know, throughout the review and then after it was announced, he was ejected and all those kind of things. And then, you know, just this kind of, you know, complete lack of contrition afterwards of, you know, that never owns these things, right? It's always somebody else's fault why he did what he did. And and for me, yeah, that's, this is, you know, completely warranted. I had, I would also have, I would not have lost it if they didn't suspend him. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, if he gets suspended, it is what it is. But I, I tend to think this is one of those ones for Draymond Green in the NBA where, yeah, if you didn't have a history of doing ridiculous stuff, you probably don't get suspended here, but you do. So now it's, you know, repeat offender time and you're you're going to pay the price. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, it's unfortunate that it happened now in the playoffs, but then don't stomp on guys, right? I mean, like, don't do not do that. And <laughs> yeah. then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, that's it's kind of that simple. And here's – I've seen a lot of, like, former players come out in support of, of Draymond and say, oh, no, 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 he shouldn't have been suspended and – and why is he being being uh, held out of a playoff series and all this kind of stuff? But look, I mean, he stomped on Sabonis' chest. Did Sabonis make a meal of it? Maybe a little bit, maybe. But sure. I mean, he pretty clearly brought down some force on Sabonis. Now, here's here's the problem, though. Here's what I see the most from people who say, "Oh, Draymond shouldn't have been suspended." They say Sabonis started it, and I think that the two things could both be be true in terms of yes, Draymond should get suspended because guess what? You're responsible for your actions. Even if somebody else does something that's not good, you're still responsible for your own actions. But that doesn't mean Sabonis should just get off scot-free. It doesn't mean Sabonis should just be, oh, whatever. He locked up Draymond's leg, grabbed a hold of his leg to prevent him from being in the play. That deserves some sort of a punishment. A suspension? No, probably not. But we're talking, you know, technical foul, whatever whatever it is you're going to do, he should lose some money because he can't do that either. You can't just grab onto somebody's leg to stop them from getting involved in the play. So that is different, though, than saying, well, Sabonis did this first, so therefore it makes Draymond okay or, or justified with what he did. I can't get there. You're, Draymond is still responsible for acting the way that he did, and, and I thought the suspension was warranted. Particularly my fear, Keith, was – when he was going at the the crowd, the Sacramento crowd, my fear yeah. was, oh, no, somebody's going to throw something. Yeah. Somebody's going to throw something, and we're going to have a much bigger problem. And he did that with Adam Silver in the house, too. Yeah. So that was uh, another kind of compounding issue. Adam Silver watched all that play out. And, yeah, that's that's what I meant by all of his antics afterwards. You know, that's just that, that I think, added in. I think, you know, Joe Dumar said it both in the, the statement from the NBA as well as in, it sounds like, comments to uh, ESPN uh, directly of, you know, hey, these are all the things that factored in here for us. And and I'm with you on the, yeah, Sabonis got punished. He got a technical foul. Mm-hmm. And that was great officiating. Wouldn't even have had a huge issue if they threw him out of that game too. But you can't, this is, I don't want to spiral us completely out of control sure. here down at the section i want to go but the people saying well he started it that doesn't starting something doesn't mean you go way over the top with your response to whatever it was that was started that's that's a a major problem that's emblematic of a lot of things that are going on in our country right now of you know hey you did this minor thing to me so i'm gonna i'm gonna come back at you with full force and way over the top and it's like Mm -hmm. not everything needs to be you know destruction every single time and you know it's just i i can't get behind anybody who says well you know he did it because sabonis grabbed his leg you know we all know why he did it that doesn't make mean we knowing why he did it mean it makes his response proportional 
at all with that. And, and some have said, well, what was he supposed to do? I get it. He was going to step on him. Like, that's just how that was going to go. Like, just he, he, it was either that or completely fall down. And, but like, he like stepped on him with force, pushed off him. Yo, and when, like, like, right. This, this isn't even like we used to play the game when our daughter was little, right? We'd lay down and she would like step on you and step over you. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that was cute until you got to be, yo. Know, 10, 11 years old. That's not fun anymore because now it hurts. Right. <laughs> so it's like one of those things where it's like, just, we, we can't do these things. You just can't step on people no. purposefully the way he did. And it's, you know, I, I don't know. So, you know, I, as far as the series goes, I don't know that this hurts the warriors all that much. It's one game. They've been without him before plenty of times and won plenty of games without him. Um, I think it does hurt them from the fact that the Kings have been on, the attack but the kings are due for a little bit of regression of the mean the warriors are due to play a little bit better they're gonna be home where they've been a completely different team this year so i think they're gonna get through it just fine i still think this series is probably gonna be a long series i tend to think it probably goes seven now more than mm -hmm. i picked warriors and six because i thought the warriors might get one of these first two but yeah i you know this is for me you know very very fair punishment and you know now the warriors have to react yep yeah, and they've got to find a way to win without Draymond. Uh, Giannis, doubtful for game two now. The, the Bucks already down 0-1 in the series, and now Giannis Antetokounmpo doubtful, doubtful for game two. I mean, this was my favorite to, to potentially win the championship. A lot of people picking the Bucks because they were playing phenomenal basketball mm -hmm. leading up to the playoffs, and now you're down 0-1, and now you might be playing game two without Giannis. That could be a little bit of trouble, even if the Miami Heat aren't fully healthy themselves. Yeah, you do not want to be down 0-2 going to Miami. And that's no. even a Miami team. We know we'll get into it, but Tyler Hero is out definitely now through uh, the rest of the, the playoffs, barring the Heat getting to the finals, and even that sounds like that's a maybe. But I think in this position with Giannis, that is – you know, it's not like you look at it and say, well, they're missing Tyler Hero, so now we're back to even. No, that's not how it works, right? Uh, Giannis is a far uh, more impactful player to be out than um, Tyler Hero is. And Miami has shown, right, they, they sped the Bucks up a little bit. They played a little faster than I think Milwaukee's comfortable playing with. I think people get these visions in their mind, and this used to happen with LeBron in the, the mm -hmm. Cavs years, and even to some extent, and in the heat years too but it was the like the, the runaway freight train on the fast break of you know rip and run off the boards and there and get down the floor so fast and people think those teams play super up tempo and you know they're, they're running all the time and it's more like those two guys because Giannis does the same thing they do it like a handful of times per game where in reality the teams always have played generally fairly slow it's just so very it's, loud when they do it. And yes, that's what's exactly. getting on the highlight reels yep. and all that kind so of you, So that's what you associate with that team. Yeah, exactly. So you start to think that's what it is. So Miami played very, very fast, especially for them in that first game uh, of this series. They were really making an effort to get down and score before the Bucs could set their defense, which is the best strategy you can use against Milwaukee because they sat in the half court. It can, it can be pretty hard to score in them, but they're not always the fastest team getting back especially their bigs because Giannis is usually around the basket and Lopez is just not, not fast. So I, I do wonder if the bucks, you know, 
downsize a little here. I, I'm very curious to see how they play this. Do, do you just go with Bobby Portis in the starting group? Do they go small and try to match that small Miami lineup? Um, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this goes if Giannis uh, can't go in this one. But I, I, I think Milwaukee can still get this win without him. I think there's still enough there, right? You ask a little more of Middleton, Holiday, mm-hmm. Lopez, Portis. You know, hey, we just need a little more from all you guys, and let's go. And it's, you know, none of them can be Giannis, but they can all be a slightly better version of themselves. Because even with or without Giannis, they did not look good in game one, and the Heat no. did. So very, very, very uh, you know, interesting. Now, now it's a... Obviously, anytime an eight seed wins game one, the series is a lot more interesting than we thought it was going to be. And now a lot of intrigue on this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a similar situation here. You've got the Memphis Grizzlies uh, down 0-1 in the series to the Lakers. And John Morant is a game-time decision. Uh, Keith, we talked about the other day on the show, the injury that he suffered was nasty looking. Fortunately, there's no, uh, no fracture or anything in there. Uh, apparently no ligament damage, but it, it is very, very painful, this injury that he's got. So, And it was a re-aggravation of a, of a previous injury. So John Morant still listed as a game-time decision. People have been talking about this, but look, this is normal for the playoffs. The Grizzlies know whether or not John Morant is playing. They yeah. know whether he's in or, or out. They're not going to say until 30 minutes prior to game time because this is when you've got extra time to really scheme for specific teams. And why do you want to give your opponent an opportunity to have that much more time knowing exactly what your lineup's going to be? If you can have any advantage in terms of uh, your starting five being a question mark, you're going to take that. So he's a game time decision, but the Grizzlies know exactly what they're going to have or, or not have tonight, I would imagine. Uh, hopefully jaw is, is okay, but the, I would honestly, I would be surprised if we see him play in this one tonight. Yeah. I I'm kind of with you too, just with the fact that anytime a player leaves a game and then doesn't come back into that game, you always are kind of like, oh, that's probably not great for the next game. I think in this case too, you're spot on with this. Cause now what you've done is right. It's not like you're pulling, you know, the 10 minutes a night that Ja didn't play out of a whole bunch of games to look at. You have full games where he didn't play. So yeah. make Darvin Ham and his staff and the Lakers players spend time watching the film on, all right, what does this team look like without Ja? What do they look like with Tyus Jones running things and mm-hmm. Desmond Bain getting more opportunities and all those kinds of things? And then, you know, 30 minutes before, it's like, hey, uh, only kidding, he's playing. And you just hit him, you know, with that and, you know, kind of go from there. So it's, it's yeah, I mean, I, the one you and I go to often. The Clippers. We all knew Kawhi had torn his ACL. We could all tell. Even our amateur non-doctor eyes knew. And he was questionable every game of that series. I think that was against Utah, right? Um, yeah. Every every game the rest of the way. And then I think the entire second round, or maybe they did come clean by the time they get into the second round. But We, we might was, do it. We might yeah, play him. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, you better be prepare. We, he might yeah, go out like, there. Oh, he's not even at the arena? That's what? weird. Um, yeah, so that's <laughs> You know, it's the gamesmanship of it. But yep. again, just like Miami, Milwaukee, you don't want to be down 0-2 going no. to Los Angeles, right? Because right. now all of a sudden the Lakers have full control of the series. They can even lose one at home if you know they stumble and they're still in great shape. Right. So that's where you're you're in you're you're in trouble. You go down 0-2 as the home team. You gotta get those those wins and get things back kind of on track with this. Again, they've got enough guys to do it. We've seen 
Less so since the trade deadline, but we've seen the Lakers on occasion look amazing one game and then the next mm-hmm. game look like a completely different team. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I think this is probably, if you're Grizzlies fans, this is like your worst case fears kind of come into fruition here mm-hmm. of like, crap, the Lakers look really, really good. And then go, and obviously if you're Memphis, you're saying like, all right, Hachimura is not going to score the way he did last time. And we can lock in a little bit here and do this a little bit differently. And, you know, hopefully it'll all be, be okay. And obviously I think too, I had a couple people like, yeah, but the Lakers killed them in game one. They, they really didn't. That was more like, it, a, it was a one point game with two forty five to play. <laughs> yeah. How it turned into such a blowout with so little time. I mean, that was just an avalanche of, yeah. you know, shot making down the stretch a bad play by Memphis. So yeah, I mean, this was, a you know this was a tight game almost the entire way i gotta ask you this though mm-hmm. there's got to be part of you as the lakers guy who's a little bit here like holy crap this is setting up well right now for get through you know a weekend memphis team maybe the kings knock out the champs and we don't even have to deal with steph and those guys in the second round and now we're we're through you know to to you know to to the west finals right are you, are you already starting to to dream a little bit uh some maybe <laughs> me no i'm too i'm too nervous in general for for that because sure. i'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop you yeah. know what i mean and especially given the injury luck this team has had i'm always concerned about okay like this could be good but you just never know what's what's coming around the corner so Tony, um, you you should be I'm the Boston sports fan here cuz that's how <laughs> right they're they're like picking the team apart after two dominant wins over the Hawks. And it's like, I don't know. I didn't like this, this, and this. And it's like minor things. This guy wasn't, you know, his high fives didn't seem like he really cared. And it's like, what? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I am thoroughly (laughs) enjoying what we've seen over the last few months, especially when I contrast it to last season and how miserable that was. Oh, Um, So, so I am, yeah, no, hundred percent. I am celebrating what we've, (laughs) what we've been seeing. I'm just not allowing myself to get too far ahead because I know how quickly things can come undone. I mean, just look back in 2001, it looked like, oh, the Suns can't, they, they can't hang with the Lakers. The Lakers are just the better team. And then Anthony Davis got hurt. And next thing you know, the Suns are on a run to the finals. Like you just, you just never know with, uh, with the injury front and the way that can go. Sure. Yeah. Yep. No, um, I hear you. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yesterday, we had the two series where the home team lost game one, or the two other series, aside from the ones we're going to see tonight, the Knicks and the Cavs, the Clippers and the Suns. Uh, we saw the home team come back and tie the series up one-to-one, the Suns and the Cavs. And now you've got the Bucks trying to do the, the same, and the Grizzlies will try to do the same here as well. And we'll see what happens tonight in that one. But um, <laughs> I noticed you very conveniently left the Timberwolves off that list. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor has buried the Timberwolves. <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving on. Well, no, no, I'm talking about teams that, that were the, the favorite that had home. Oh, court. got it. Okay. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Right. I, I missed that. I wasn't, part. Sorry. No, I wasn't trying to bury the Timberwolves. Right, I'm talking about you. because got it, got I think going down okay. 0-2 in a series is different than going down 0-2 when you and played your two games at home. Yes. Correct. So that's, that's what I'm, okay. what I'm getting at. That's fair. Yeah. I'll bury the wolves though. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was ready to be all in agreement with you. I'm like, Hey, we can already cross them off the list and oh, I'll go no. to bed early. <laughs> but, Poor Minnesota. Uh, um, we'll they, they just don't have enough. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they come up with something tonight, but we'll see. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the Heat. Tyler Hero is a broken hand. He is out unless somehow the Heat make the finals. Yeah. So he's, I mean, that's unlikely. You know, I don't yeah. want to just say, oh, it's impossible because things happen, but very rarely in the NBA, especially with seven game series, you typically the best teams win. And I don't have Miami as one of the best teams in the East. And, I, and that's not a hot take at all. So I don't, I, I think Tyler Hero's season is, is most likely over. It'd be different if this were, you know, the NFL and it's one and done, you know, one game and you're out or March Madness or something like that. Hey, anybody can potentially make a run. Mm-hmm. I, I we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just don't see it here. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I don't either. I I think even if somehow, you know, Giannis can't play or can't be Giannis and they get through this series. I just don't know how they beat the Cavs or the Knicks who are really both, you know, can be pretty good defensive teams. Cavs definitely were. Knicks generally are. They fell off some this year. They just struggle to score so much that I don't know how they're going to put enough points up without Tyler Hero. He's just such obviously an important part uh, to what they they do scoring wise. I'm very curious to see what their play is in their starting group to do Duncan Robinson got into the rotation. For those who are only just kind of now maybe jumping in and watching, he doesn't play anymore. Like Mm -hmm. he's been out of their rotation for the bulk of this season, uh, especially in the second half. He just stopped making shots. And if he's not going to make shots, you can't play him. So maybe he 
refines his touch and all of a sudden he's like bubble Robinson again and is amazing. But my guess is probably Caleb Martin gets, you know, the first go, maybe Victor Oladipo also doesn't play anymore for, for the heat. Um, they've had him out of the rotation almost the entire second half of the season, especially since the trade deadline. So, you know, they're going to need, those kind of collection of guys to step up. And obviously Max Struess, who's already starting, they need him to really take on that kind of shot making role. But here's a guy who is not just a shooter, right? He can put the ball on the floor for a few dribbles, make a shot off, you know, the bounce with a contested shot. He gets out and runs. He's a pretty good passer operates as often a secondary playmaker for the heat. So they're, 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 they're going to be looking for offense a little bit here. That's why I'm not, I kind of feel like this is oddly, almost a must win for them to go home up 2-0 because you know Giannis is coming back and we know the Bucks are really good. And I just – I don't know that 1-1 one, one, – it, it, you, you always say, you know, hey, our goal is to get the split, right, and go yeah. home tied 1-1, but I don't know if that's good enough for the Heat. Yeah, not, not against this Milwaukee team, particularly if, you know, if Giannis winds up playing or if Giannis is back for game three or whatever, like – I don't know. I mean, Keith, let's say – let's say the Heat go up 2-0, winning both games in Milwaukee, but you know Giannis is back for Game Three. Do you still pick the Bucks to win the series? Yeah, probably. Right. I, yeah. I think I, that's where I'm yeah. at too. Yeah, and it, it, like Giannis is back, and he's Giannis. Like, yeah, yeah and then yeah, because it's not it's not gonna be good enough to just Giannis is out there like it just because he's not that kind of guy, right? If he yeah. can't be himself then defenses are going to kind of be like, all right, well, you know, it's not like he's all of a sudden going to be, Hey, I know he can't really move, but he's still going to knock in four, three pointers. Like that's not who he is as a player. Like he has to be himself to, to, to play well. So with everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy with constant contact, constant contacts, award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind and see big results fast. It's okay. If you don't know much about marketing, Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Let's see how it goes tonight. All right, we've got some awards to talk about. De'Aaron Fox wins Clutch Player of the Year, the Jerry West Award. Uh, very well deserved. I mean, he's yeah. been fantastic in fourth quarters, always seems to hit those big shots. De'Aaron Fox has the, the Kawhi Leonard thing, where it's like there's a magnet on the rim, where as long as the <laughs> ball hits the rim, it's It'll going to bounce around and roll in. And Kawhi does, the, does this as well. Um, it, it's remarkable. He's just got a, a fantastic touch on a shot. And seems to hit those big shots in the fourth quarter. Can get that mid-range. That's what NBA defenses are set up to give up is, is the mid-range shot, right? Stop layups, stop three-point attempts. Because we know analytics and all that. But De'Aaron Fox has made himself very, very good with that mid-range. And he can get that during uh, clutch situations and knocks them down at a high rate. He's been huge for the Kings. And this has been a fantastic season for them. Maybe they put themselves in position to knock out the Warriors. Long way to go there. But still, uh, I think this is a very deserving and... An, I don't, I don't know if I want to say obvious. Like some other players have been good in fourth quarters too. But De'Aaron Fox won the award for a reason. I think he was the the correct choice here. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he led the league in clutch scoring, uh, not just because that can be a misleading stat sometimes. Sure. It's like, oh, well, you know, like like if we go back to the Warriors when they were blowing everybody out when they are kind of at the peak they, they of their dynasty, games. it was like, yeah, well, we don't ever play a clutch game. So, you know, I guess Steph Curry's not a clutch player then because we never play them. We just kill everybody right. in three quarters. Um, they played clutch games. He peed. You know, really just he he was unstoppable. And it's it's cool to see you could see this kind of building over the last few years with De'Aaron Fox into like get the right kind of running mate for him. And they finally got it with Sabonis. Like mm-hmm. that's that trade is gonna go down at one where I can't wait till it you know, I don't know, maybe it's time now, but like go back and look at like the tweets and the reaction pieces from that day of people just murdered. The Kings. And if I remember correctly, you and I were a little like, it's weird, but Sabonis is good. Like, yeah, people acted like they traded Tyrese Halliburton for the worst player in the league and it like in a salary dump type of thing. And it's like, Sabonis is good. This guy's like actually good. And and now as you look at it, it's like, man, this kind of worked out pretty great for, for both, both teams. teams. Yeah. Just kind of greater right now in the immediate for the Kings, uh, obviously. And they've, you know, good, good work by them to them fill the roster on around those guys and, you know, get good players in there. So yeah, for a really, really fun team in, uh, in Sacramento and really, really well-deserved for De'Aaron Fox. By the way, we should mention oh. Saponis. We didn't talk about this earlier is questionable for, for game three. Yes. So that certainly can be a factor when we talk about the, the Warriors being the favorite. I like he's questionable due to a contusion with his mm-hmm. sternum. Um, obviously from the, the Draymond Steve Austin stomp. Um, but I, I would have to, my guess is he plays. I, I would assume that, that he does play, but it's yeah, something I worth, worth so. mentioning here as we're talking some bonus. And uh, speaking of questionable, Giannis upgraded to questionable for Ooh. tonight. So, eh, so Usually when you get day of upgrades or downgrades, it's a yep. sign of what's to come. An upgrade means yep. the guy's usually going to wind up playing. A downgrade typically means they're they're not going to play when it's day of the game. So, yep. uh, yeah, that's a good sign that maybe Giannis is a go tonight. And for what it's worth, Rudy Gobert apparently reports on a shoot-around is he's feeling pretty good. Now his back feels much better than it felt on Sunday. So yeah. that's good for the Wolves because they need him. Right? They to, definitely do. You know, they're they're going to play, play that well. So, yeah. All right. Jaron Jackson Jr. gets Defensive Player of the Year, led the NBA in blocks had himself a very very nice season for memphis uh, i mean there were some other candidates you could look at but i like the season that the jaron jackson jr had there was some buzz for brooke lopez of course as well i thought he had a very good season uh for the bucks but i, I can't be too upset with, with triple j winning this i, I think he's a, a worthy candidate and while yeah there's some other guys you could point to eh, i mean Jaron Jackson was was really good, and so I don't uh, don't take anything away from him here. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think he was great this season, and I know some people have gone to the whole, well, he didn't play, he missed a lot yeah. of games, he didn't play a ton of minutes, and all those things. That's all true. Like, you can't argue any of that, but I don't know. I tend to fall a little on the other side of, hey, I'm still going to, if the guy's, you know, 
that good, I still want to reward it. It's not like he played 20 games, right? This is not a, uh, I'm going to use a baseball term, but Rafael Palmero winning a gold glove when he played like 12 games at first base. Like that was just a complete reputation vote because nobody bothered to look uh, mm-hmm. back then, which obviously that would never get away with now, not with the internet, right? People would lose their minds over something like that. He yeah. played enough and he had a big enough impact. I thought Evan Mobley was up there too. I thought, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, a, a, another viable guy. Brooke Lopez should have been in the mix. I thought Anthony Davis, I think, you know, this is where it goes back and forth a little bit on the games and minutes stuff uh, of that. But I thought Anthony Davis had a really wonderful season uh, for, for the Lakers. I just think the Lakers and box team defenses slipped just enough that it's like, you're going to pick somebody from one of the top teams and that's, you know, ultimately that's where Jackson and Mobley, I, I had them slightly ahead of those guys, but you know, it's so, a worthy winner. Anthony Davis got zero votes even, which was a yeah. bit of a surprise And people. And again, I don't think that Jaron Jackson winning was incorrect here or anything like that, but no. I, I think AD. So Anthony Davis played more minutes this year than Jaron Jackson, but appeared mm-hmm. in 56 games, Jaron Jackson, 63. So people are looking at that and say, well, AD got penalized for being out for part of the season when Jaron Jackson missed almost as many games and played less minutes and didn't get penalized for that. And, and, and again, I can't say landing on Jaron Jackson was the incorrect decision, but people yeah. are just pointing out like, Hey, yeah, you know, we're not, we're not weighting things equally when we're looking at missed games and things like that. Yeah. But that's also kind of what happens with award season. It's there's always mm-hmm. something to quibble over. Yeah. And it's, they, they don't give you super cut and dry, parameters of yeah that's changing to some extent with this and it's funny because i've seen some people they try to look at the voting for defensive player of the year to then what are the all defense teams going to look like and and then i've seen some people like well you got to have ad at a forward spot then to me that's now we're going too far because he doesn't play forward anymore. He's played the five almost solely this season. Right. Very little time next to another another uh, uh, true big man uh, this year. So, you know, if he makes it as a one of the four forwards, I have no issue. I Great. Good. You know, re- reward him with that. And it's, it is a, it was very interesting, though, the trending. Like after Marcus Smart won last year, I thought deservedly so. This trended very much back to all right. This is for the bigs. <laughs> like it was all big guys, and like a couple guards got like the token, like third place uh, vote here and there. I think Caruso got a couple, Holiday got mm-hmm. a couple. So, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, interesting. But yeah, no issue with Jared Jackson Jr. winning that award. And tonight yeah. is uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, yep. So we'll, we'll see. I'm expecting it'll probably be uh, Mike Brown. Yep. It probably I should agree. be. So you know, but yeah, should should be you know another fun one to watch. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's going to be announced tonight. So we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more tomorrow, but uh, that's everything we've got for today. Some more exciting games tonight and uh, man, playoff basketball. It's a lot of fun. There've been a few blowouts and things. Not every game can be, can be great, but there've been some really fun games so far in the playoffs. And I just, I hope that trend continues because this has been, this has been a blast uh, just covering the playoffs and getting to watch all these great games and, uh, and hopefully it continues. I don't mind the blowouts on the nights when there's three games and like if the overlapping game is kind of a blowout, then it's like, all right, cool. I can really dial in on the one that's good. And then I really don't mind on the weekends if like one is a blow because I 
might close my eyes for <laughs> half hour or so and catch a nap because you know i mean it, 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 i'm not complaining by any means no but like watching eight games like like consecutively over the course of a weekend yeah it gets to be a little bit like oh man all i like you close your eyes and all i'm seeing is like like bouncing balls and you're hearing sneakers rims. yeah and hearing <laughs> sneakers and all that stuff yeah it's like it's like i used to play a lot of tetris and then like i would close my eyes and i'd still see the tetris blocks like when, when they were coming down like and i was like all right i gotta stop playing this stupid game there's so, a yeah. movie on that that i've been meaning there, to watch yeah i want to watch it too i think it's on apple I, I, I think I, that might be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's on one of those. Yeah. I definitely want to see that. I got to get out. I haven't seen air yet. Like I got to, I, I got to see that. Uh, you know, I want to, I really want to see that one. I really want to see the Mario movie. I think it looks really funny. I the, did see that. It was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. I do yeah. want to see that one. And then of course, I mean, we're only a couple weeks now away from, from guardians three. So that's right. You know, gotta, 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 gotta get that on the list as well. So yeah, it's a, you know, but, Playoffs come first, and then that's right. That's right. You can you can you can plan to watch all those movies in uh, August and uh, the first half of September. (laughs) I'll catch them all when they're already now on streaming and that's right in the theater. I will go see Guardians in the theater. That is at a bare minimum. I yeah, you know that's that's my thing. So yeah, that that I will find. I'll carve out the one day where it's like. Hopefully there'll be no news today. (laughs) Playoffs are later. I'm gonna go watch go watch the Guardians. Chance it, chance it. it. You got to. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show here on YouTube, as well as the podcast version over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, see ya, and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.